Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh. There it is. Moab bomb. That's not like an IndyCar. Is that an IndyCar? Yeah, yeah. Hi, welcome to the Chad and Chief Podcast, boys and girls. I'm Joel Cheeseman. I'm Chad Sowash. This week we discuss Google taking on the ATS market, Glassdoor being not so anonymous, and a slew of recent investments in startups. America's Job Exchange is a market leader in diversity recruitment and an OFCCP compliance solution provider. We serve over a thousand customers, consisting of federal contractors and subcontractors, to SMBs and Fortune 500 organizations. America's Job Exchange specializes in job distribution to over 6,500 state one-stop career centers and community-based organizations, ensures the creation and maintenance of state credentials, obtains veteran preference on job postings, robust outreach management, and supports effective, positive recruitment efforts designed to recruit individuals with disabilities, veterans, women, and minorities. For more information, call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www.americasjobexchange.com. Google could use some of that. You see them yes. in the news fighting with the OFCCP. <laughs> this, this is our Google episode uh, bookend both ways. Yeah. Oh. Uh, check out AJ if you're having some compliance issues, everybody. Google API. That's a beautiful Google, Google Hire. We got all kinds of stuff. Uh, Google Hire, the most recent news, which we will cover at the end of the show. So stick around. But we want to sort of flash back to last year when uh, Google launched their API uh, for job search. It wasn't that long ago, for God's sakes. It was November, okay? It was late last year. <laughs> hey, a lot's happened in my life since November. Yeah, no kidding. Ho- hopefully little little Axe is doing well, sleeping well for dad. Yeah, yeah, pretty well, pretty well. Um, so let's let's talk about what the API does for people who don't know in a basic, in a basic format. Cool. So from an API standpoint, and when I was at direct employers, we created these for companies who wanted to have job search, but they didn't have their own job search technology. So they wanted to be able to provide a, you know, pretty much a service on their website for, for people that were coming to have a a better experience. Um, And we delivered that. So it was fairly simple. It was a, it was the ability to actually feed off of somebody else's proprietary technology. So on the Google side of the house, which is amazing and incredibly brilliant, um, is that they've built a cloud jobs API, which is what they call it. And they have companies now, Career Builder, Dice, not small names, and also Jibe using this API. Now, in some cases, they're they're utilizing it from a limited standpoint and doing some A-B testing to see how it actually serves up results versus their own proprietary. But, uh, I mean, that's that's a pretty big step, especially for, for some of those players. So, essentially, job boards historically serve up results in date order based on keyword search. So, you could have the word marketing, you know, somewhere in the fourth paragraph, and it might rank as high as someone who has it in the first paragraph a couple times or right. so, so Google's saying, Hey, we're going to make your search smarter. 
plug us in and all is good, um, which is all hunky dory. Now I'm going to take a little bit of a devil's advocate on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you invite a fox into the hen house, sometimes <laughs> a few chickens, you know, take it. And APIs have historically, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, uh, et cetera, um, when you plug these guys into your site, they get knowledge and intelligence that they wouldn't normally get. So as, as we sort of bookend, you know, what this show is going to end up talking about, you know, is the API sort of a wolf in sheep's clothing where guess what? They're getting really good data from career builder and the sites you just mentioned about uh-huh. what people search, how they search, you know, where they're clicking, you know, where they're staying and things like that. Like, I think this is potentially, I don't want to say disastrous, but if you remember the days of when Indeed just yes. had had job board postings and job uh-huh. boards said, oh, this is great. We get free traffic. Uh-huh. Well, eventually those search results have less and less job board content and more yep. and more other content. So is this a bit of a risk for these companies that are putting in the API? Yeah, yeah. D- Indeed was definitely a wolf in sheep's clothing. And in this case, um, I would say it would be the same to an extent. Um, Google has mounds and loads and platoons and companies of, of data scientists. What they're looking to do is with this m- machine learning technology is they're trying to learn more about what? Search habits. I mean, that's that's what it is. What does Google do? They want to learn search habits so they, they can do what? So that they can serve ads up that make more sense with regard to the actual search habits and search behavior themselves. So this makes incredible, incredible amount of sense. But why do you think this makes sense? Because indeed, I believe is showing Google that there's a huge market out there and there's a bunch of money to be made. And indeed's pretty much taking that market right now. I really believe Google is looking to push out uh, indeed out of the way. <laughs> So quick question. Do you think we can uh, expect to see Google's API on Indeed search results anytime soon? No, I don't think so. It's funny because, I mean, it it would be a a total reversal in anything that we've seen Indeed. Um, But smaller, I mean, this this will be nice for smaller uh, job boards to be able to get up and running. Now, the only difference is that they'll be... They'll be able to get up and running, but the only issue is they won't have that as a proprietary piece of technology that they could prospectively sell to an organization later because it's a Google API. They will have to focus on other assets like the the resume database and and other types of services. So this will be something, if it is used more, um, won't be a proprietary service that a, a company could actually say they have, a job board could say they have. I agree. Just don't be surprised if it comes back to bite you in a few yeah, days. I, I agree. I agree. Uh, some glass door news uh, this past week. This is nasty stuff. They um, so those that don't know Glassdoor, and most probably do, but uh, Glassdoor kind of made its name on anonymous employee reviews, something near and dear to my my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know the the site thrives because employees, workers. Uh, have faith and believe that they are anonymous and that they can, in return, leave honest feedback about a company. Well, this past, uh, recently, uh, Corden, Texas, has ordered Glassdoor to reveal the identity behind two negative reviews of a lingerie company 
uh, it denied the website's claim that its reviewers' anonymity is protected by law. Uh, so this company in Texas, Andra Group, LLP, or LP, uh, said that Glassdoor had caused it a business loss of more than $88,000 because of these two reviews. And the court agreed that Glassdoor should uh, re reveal who these people are. Now, how they would do that, um, they have IP addresses. And in many cases on, on Glassdoor, you log in with your Facebook account. Right. So we don't exactly know, or I don't exactly know what Glassdoor knows um, about you, but there is data for sure that they could share with the company. They know more um, than you think. Yeah, they probably do. Uh, so Glassdoor's statement was, we are disappointed in the appellate court's ruling involving our members and two Glassdoor reviews. We are currently evaluating our options. It's important to note that Glassdoor prevailed in the lower court to protect the anonymity of eight additional Glassdoor members that Andre Group sought to reveal. So... Glassdoor is in court. The courts are ruling on some of this stuff. Um, you know, if, is there eventually a high court ruling that says no more, no more anonymity on these sites? Um, and if that happens, I got to think the whole thing is a house of cards uh, and it comes down. It's a possibility. I mean, I think it really depends on the severity of the review. I mean, it really, it really does. If it's something that's going to damage the company, uh, like this, in this case, I think there, there, there might be courts that actually, that actually say, look, that's, that's stepping over the line. Um, you know, you need to go ahead and, and we need to check this out. So it could, it could be a house of cards, but I, I wouldn't go there just yet. Well, I mean, just the PR, um, could be pretty damaging. I mean, we looked at United <laughs> Airlines this past week, <laughs> uh, and their PR from the incident is pretty bad. So if there is a high court ruling that says, hey, uh, Glassdoor was ordered to reveal the identities of certain members, mm -hmm. um, people are going to be a lot less willing to put reviews on Glassdoor or any of these other uh, anonymous review sites, in my opinion. I yeah, I don't know that they'll – I think they still will. I think they'll just be more cautious about what they say, and it won't be scathing uh, as much as uh, these these two reviews were. Well, then how much benefit are they? I mean, the reason people go to these sites is because they want the insider, uh, you know, the in, the insider intel. And if people don't feel like they can be honest about torching a company, I mean, how valuable does a glass door or Indeed reviews or, or whatever become? Yeah. Well, can we, I mean, from, from the Glassdoor standpoint, can we be 100% sure that these individuals actually worked at the organization? True. We, I mean, that's I mean, the thing. Again, we don't so, know. Uh, it, yeah. I don't know the case, you know, inside. So, it, And that's the thing, right? So you could have competitors actually going on Glassdoor, say they worked from, to, for company A from this time to this time, give them scathing reviews um, and really damage the brand of that organization. So, I mean, you know, again, it, it's it's all about validating if this is really true. How are we going to do that if it's anonymous? It's like trolling on the Internet, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, that's – I think anybody who's going on and they're actually giving – true statements they work there so on and so forth should be no reason why they should they should have to worry i don't think uh, yeah i mean it's it's a it's a catch-22 right 
Um, you want to you want you want honest reviews, like the consumer wants that, but then the business wants legal protection. They don't want to be slandered and and whatnot. So to me, this issue has to come to a head at some point. Um, and we'll see where that goes, but it's it's sort of in the court's hands at this. This point. is why this is why all companies near and far need to use Ratedly because Ratedly will actually <laughs> aggregate all of these uh, reviews into one app. It's amazing. I don't know if you've heard of this before, but it's pretty awesome. I'm a tad biased, but uh, I'll agree with you. And and in that uh, shameless plug, uh, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, Tim Sackett. For those who know Tim, my man, want a productivity tool that you can provide to your recruiters that is easy to use and instantly eliminates the busy work of recruiting, making your recruiters two times faster on the web? Then you'll want to check out Web Clip Drop, which is a browser based productivity tool that your recruiters will love. Using Web Clip Drop, your recruiters can instantly clip any profile or resume from any site online, and then they can drop that data into your applicant tracking system. CRM, or even send a clean profile URL to hiring managers for review, saving hours of copying and pasting data, or cleaning resumes for introduction. Web Clip Drop can also find the email contact information for most professional contacts online, saving you thousands of dollars in fees for paper contact sites. There's much more this powerful and simple tool can do. Check it out now at webclipdrop.io and use the promo code HIREDAILY2017. No spaces to get an exclusive offer only for podcast listeners. It's a hell of a deal. Hire Daily That's a hell of a 2017. Deal. So Tim Sackett, who is Tim? Tim is a recruitment, one of those recruitment sourcing technology all around types of guys um, who really knows what he's talking about. He's got he's got a really great blog site that is at timsackett.com. And uh, he had a post or an actual article that I put out called The Realities of Using a Full-Fledged Modern-Day Talent Acquisition Platform. Did you, did you read that? Get a chance? I briefed it. You know, I'm a busy okay. guy, Chad. Yeah, I know. There are things going on between feedings and stuff. Um, so it was funny because the question around this and and, and and what I got out of it, he didn't actually say this. He did say that any monkey could source resumes or find resumes, which I thought was interesting. Um, but, you know, he's talking about the reality of using a full-fledged modern-day talent acquisition platform. And that's one of the reasons why I had to call him. What the heck does that even mean? Um, the last bullet said that, you know, pretty much from a talent acquisition standpoint, you're going to have to admit to yourself and others, you really don't know what you're doing. And from a talent acquisition standpoint, that comes back to process. It come back, comes back to understanding why you're doing what you're currently doing, understanding the market and all the different technologies that are out there to build your own tech stack. Because in most cases, the way talent acquisition performs and works today is incredibly um, slow. Uh, it's like a log jam. It really is. Uh, and there are processes that are out there within, well, really, that you can use within technologies that can make your entire organization flow, experience so much better, so much more efficient. And uh, that was pretty much the conversation that we had. And not to mention, we talked about some of the AI opportunities that are out there, too. 
talked about Bryant going through 9,000 resumes and 3.2 seconds and finding some very good candidates. I mean, from a talent Force acquisition example, yeah. yeah. If you haven't yeah. listened to the Jim Stroud episode, you should. Good stuff. I mean, so really what Tim is saying is talent acquisition really needs to bone up. Stop taking a look at processes that you used back in the 90s or early 2000s when you first put your applicant tracking system together. Um you know, start to reanalyze what is more efficient, what makes more sense, instead of just doing things the way that you've been doing things for the last 10 to 20 years. Uh, and technology can help you out with that. But the biggest thing, again, that one bullet is you're going to have to admit to yourself and others, you really don't know what you're doing. And that's a big step for anybody in a leadership position, I don't care if it's talent acquisition or not, to be able to step up and say, you know what, we really need to bone up on this. We need to become experts or or we need to hire somebody who is an expert that can help us better understand and be open to changing our processes. To, because to be quite frank, in most cases, most of the companies that I've dealt with over the years, their processes suck. And if their processes suck, the technology that they lay over those processes is going to suck just as bad. So I want to add that that uh, Tim is exceptionally intelligent because he lives in Michigan but does not root for the Wolverines. Good man. I think that's that's worth noting. Um, <laughs> so a monkey can get resumes. I mean, is that just a big you suck to the sourcing community? No, it's not the you suck to the sourcing community. What what he's saying is very very a very layman's term, I think, is that you're not leveraging the technology that's out there today to become more efficient. And there are many different types of technologies um, that you can use. Uh, and this is not about getting rid of sourcers per se, um, but it's it's it, in this case, it's about really understanding what's out there and starting to, to, to take two to three to who knows how many step back and uh, saying, look, I, we don't know what we're doing. We really need to retool this. How do we do that? We need an expert to be able to come in here and do this. And that's some of the most fun things to do in the world because some of those processes are the worst and they're easy to fix. So, uh, yeah, it was a great conversation with Tim. We should probably have him on for a deeper dive. Yeah, yeah. Were there any um, were there any tools that, that he underscored that you remember that he did sort of like? Not really, because it really it depends on what the company's need is. Once they figure out what their process is, and that's the, the, the first step is process. First step is process. After you understand what that is, then you can start taking a look at the different CRMs, marketing platforms, applicant tracking systems, different AI to 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 layer into some of those technologies. Um, but the biggest issue is they've got old antiquated processes and they're trying to, to layer new technology over top of them. And then everything sucks. And Tim has a really uh, deep knowledge of a lot of companies because his, his blog, the Tim Sackett project, I'm not sure if that's the URL or not, but if you Google that, you'll find him. Um, he reviews startups and technologies all the time. So if anyone should know kind of what the landscape is, it's, it's him. Yep. Yeah. We'll get him on the show. I think, I think he'd be up, up for that. Yeah. He'd be fine. All right. Um, investments are flowing into the HR tech space. No uh, quite recently, uh, Beamery raised $5 million 
they can best be described as sort of CRM for recruitment. Mm -hmm. uh, teamable also raised five million. That must be the magic number for these guys. <laughs> um, interesting model: sourcing employees, social networks to then get referrals, and we can dig in a little bit on that. Um, and Crelate, C R E L A T E. Uh, reminds reminds me of what was that one the other day? Strategery or oh, yeah. Talentigy or whatever it was. Um, Some something. Like yeah, that. yeah. The <laughs> names the names are fun on this. Uh, Teamable's pretty good though. Um, Crelate a CRM and ATS for SMBs, and if memory serves me, really targeting the sort of individual recruiter, um, almost like a. Um, Oh, I'm forgetting the I'm blanking on the company. A PC recruiter. Yeah. Uh, kind I, of what they've been doing for a long time. So a uh, question is, uh, looking at some of these, which one do you think has the best chance for uh, for boats and hose? Yeah, I think Crelate's smart going after SMB. Um, they to me, when I look at kind of the videos and, and some of the some of the information that they have, they it reminds me. Uh, the, the GUI and the user experience actually reminds me of more, more like Trello. If you've used some of the, the project management tools, mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of drop and drag. Uh, some of the different business cards that they have for candidates looks kind of finely ish and, or, or shall I say symphony talent, whatever they're going by today. Um, their job distribution is incredibly limited, but again, they're more SMB. Uh, and they, they focus on, again, it's all about the graphic user interface and, and being able to make things sexy. And I remember when we were developing, uh, an applicant tracking system after I left, uh, Monster and it, it had amazing, uh, really just amazing process, amazing flexibility. The thing was, it was ugly. And I, and I remember talking to a client. And or a prospective client, and uh, I said, "So, what do you think?" They're like, "This is a strong. This is one of the strongest applicant tracking systems that that I think we've actually seen thus far. The only problem is our recruiters are going to have to use it every single day, and they're going to be in it all the time, and it's really hard on the eyes." <laughs> So at, at that point, I couldn't believe. I'm like, are you kidding me? We really have to focus on making it sexy. And I think Crelate uh, did a pretty good job of that. And you like the pricing model for them too. Pricing is stupid. I mean, it's 55 bucks a month up to the premium, which is $89 a month per user. And uh, again, I think from an SMB standpoint, it, it makes a lot of sense. I, I think they, they want to grow into enterprise, I, I'm not sure that that's really where they they should focus, um, but uh, I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll see. I think the the pricing is just is is keep it simple, stupid. So again, Chad, it's good that I'm on this show because I'm here <laughs> to tell you when you're wrong. Uh, Crelate, I'm sure lovable, nice guys and gals that work there. Uh, your best chance for success, mm. and maybe we're defining success differently. But I say the best chance for success goes to Teamable. Uh, so what these guys do is they take all your employees, they get your social media uh, networks and, and contacts, and then they start, they send those contacts to the sourcing folks or the recruiting robots, and they get people in your network that they think would be good fits for the organization. And then they use your, the employee to then make an introduction to that potential candidate or prospect to bring them into the company by using 
the person's social network that's already we're already there. Now, as I'm saying that to myself, I realize Ridiculous. that it's Come a little on. bit confusing, especially <laughs> for HR folks. A little bit confusing. But, a little but bit. if you look at these guys and you say, which one has the best chance to be bought by whoever, Yeah, it's got to be this idea. No like way. it's so out there and like so... No you know, way. It's so it's complex, convoluted dude. Simplicity. and complicated that someone's yeah. going to write a check to these guys for $100 million and we're going to be like, holy cow, Joel was right. And well, Crelate will be, be this nice little business making $2, 3000000 million a year um, and they won't be $100 million richer. I would say if Monster hadn't already been bought by Ronstadt, that you would be right because Monster would buy anything that was complex and stupid and they would do that. Right. But they've already been bought. And I, I and, and knowing Ronstadt, they, they're going to cinch down on those guys uh, and make smarter decisions, even though I still think monsters dead. Um, but yeah, no dude, there, there's no way the, just listening to you try, try to make this sound simple. It just, it, the, again, everybody out there knows that the, the SMB market is going to be a huge growth center. There's going to be a lot of money there. If you think $2 million, dude, come on. Well, well chances are we're both wrong and Beamery will be the <laughs> massive success. And, and the other two will be out of business in six months. Yeah, I do like I do like their uh, treat candidates like customers. That makes that makes a, a lot of sense. And, and, and the, unless you're united because they don't treat customers very well. All right. Well, let's stop dealing with these rinky-dink $5 million investment firms. Let's talk about Google Hire. Well, uh, let's, 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 the, let's, let's, let's talk about an, a quick advert before we do that. Oh, you want to do that? Okay. I, yeah. guess we should get, I guess we should pay little respects to the people who pay the bills. That's what I'm talking about. Beyond. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure for all your jobs for one low, flat rate. Here's how it works. You tell Beyond how many jobs you have, and Beyond gives you one simple price to market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three-month, full-service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. Boom, 80%. Go there now. If you don't know beyond.com, by the way, talking about a very vast network uh, of job sites and so, so, to be, so I, I have to uh, a few episodes ago we talked about text recruit yeah and and we we sort of alluded that beyond might be getting phone numbers 
by defaulting on their registration page to yeah, yeah, yeah. giving access. Uh-huh. And I was told that they do no such thing of anything deceptive. So we want to we want to make sure that deceptive. people understand. No, just there was a little bit of confusion or potential confusion. Uh, we want to make sure that beyond a fantastic sponsor does everything on the up and up. And and we were wrong if we gave the impression that they were doing something on the naughty list. Yes. No. All right. All right. So let's get to Google Hire. All right. Uh, the news of the day of the week. That's what I'm talking um, about. You know, we're going full circle from the uh, Google API uh, conversation opening or the opening. So a little bit of um, sort of background here. Uh, Google Hire launches. Somebody catches wind of it. Um, and it's sort of mysterious. Uh, there are sites currently using it. Um, it clearly looks like an ATS. Mm-hmm. It clearly looks like they're enabling um, the enterprise to post jobs to get applicants, and then I'm sure manage those applicants. Mm-hmm. So uh, sh- really short term, it looks like Google is launching an ATS uh, that we don't know the price of, we don't know the name of. It's, it's sort of under the guise of uh, hire.withgoogle.com uh, if you want to check it out. But um, it looks interesting. And when you look at the historical perspective of what Google's done with job postings and things like that, this seems like a really interesting um, foot into the ATS market, maybe the CRM market, right. um, because it is so crowded and there are so many providers. But it's rare that you'll run into someone who just loves their ATS to the point that they wouldn't look at trying someone else. And if Google can, you know, if Google can make a footnote in this, it's probably in the ATS market. Yeah. Well, and we we, we go back to simplicity, right? Uh, Google. Again, data scientists, they can help from an AI standpoint. They've built technology. I mean, these these are the types of organizations that you want to align yourself with, which is why you see CareerBuilder and Dice and Jibe on the uh, job side of the house. And then you see um, the the opportunity here where the article says it could uh, it could really be competition for greenhouse and indeed job vite linkedin taleo um and it could there there's no question and there's no reason why again we start with the jobs one of the reasons why we wanted to start with jobs first because that's where the interaction starts that's where the behavior starts and then as they go through the application process that's where you gain more data. That's where you are able to, again, start matching the AI up against skills-based resumes, things of that nature. Um, again, it's just data, data, data for Google. And if you can do more of that, you learn more of human behavior. This is all scary, by the way. Uh, you, you learn more about human behavior. Then they start serving up different types of results to you and also different types of ads, more pointed, more targeted ads. This just makes sense. I find it interesting that, uh, you know, when you look at Google's first sort of foray into jobs uh, with Google Base, which we both remember, um, <laughs> it was all about the job, the job content, the job posting. And Google Base, for those who don't remember, was really a way that, that anyone pretty much could upload jobs into this big database and then when you did a search for, say, Houston jobs, you would get sort of a, a secondary search at the top of the screen. And then you could then search the Google-based content. 
Well, what it ended up being was a lot of spam, frankly, um, because spammers would upload stuff into Google base and it wasn't like real companies right. were uploading good, good content. So I think Google learned like, okay, that wasn't the best idea. Uh, let's, let's become a software solution for mm -hmm. the enterprise and let's take this ATS that's home built. That's great. Um, and give it to companies and make you know money off of it. Now, what I think this is my own uh, conspiracy theory. Um, <laughs> the reason, like, I definitely think the ISIMs, the job bites, the work days of the world should all be put on alert. Like they should all be really can, they should just know this is going on and, and be prepared for it. I'm mm -hmm. sure if you brought any of them on the show, they'd be like, this is no big deal. We do so much more. We've been doing this for 23 years or whatever. Um, but this, I think this is a definite, uh, threat to them because nobody likes their ATS for the most part. Um, but to me, how easy would it be to post a job? Okay. Number one, they're going to index the job. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cause it's on Google stuff. So right. indexing the job is not going to be hard. Uh, they're going to know what the, who the company is, how reputable they are, what their brand right. is. Okay. Um, how hard would it be for a company to say, yes, I want to boost my job on Google search and maybe create a little simple ad you know, on YouTube or any of the other Google properties. So now you have a, a, a situation where Google is serving up jobs on Google that mm -hmm. they're getting from Google hire. And then companies are now upgrading or boosting those jobs on Google and Google's making the money from boosting those jobs. So I think that they are going to slowly start scaring people that are in the job board employment space on postings because mm -hmm. if they get ma if they get critical mass on the employer side, they're going to get critical mass on the job posting side on their search engine. When you take a look at Google and being able to actually do all the sponsorship and things like that in the Google network overall, whether it's YouTube, doesn't matter. Then the Google Jobs Cloud API, that is way too long of a name, uh, comes into play as well. Because if you have, again, this is a distribution methodology. If you can actually push, if they can push... Uh, jobs to all of those different sites. Let's say for Career Builder and Career Builder starts getting paid per click on anybody who comes through that, through that site. Again, looking at dethroning Indeed and being the, the place to do search, not just job search, search, right? So, I mean, there, there are many different, many different ways they can get around this. Are we going to a world where Facebook, you know, Amazon, Microsoft slash LinkedIn, Google, like that all becomes your job posting candidate management system. And all these guys that have been focused on that and, and just doing it really well, like they, the future is very interesting. Like do, do these big right. gorilla companies become where people go to manage talent and post uh -huh. jobs? Um, and then does it kill all these other guys? And I mean, I think monster Facebook's selling for pennies and, you yeah, know, this crib yeah. or sell what happens, what happens to them. Dice yeah. is on the market. Like the future is going to be really interesting to see. Do these big behemoths become mm -hmm. where companies do their hiring? And right. then all these people who have sort of specialized over the years just get swept, swept by the wayside. Again, really I think they turn into the new stack, right? Facebook's going to be more of a way where you can engage candidates that's a lifestyle platform and engage candidates there maybe even snapchat for different demographics 
um, LinkedIn, who knows? Uh, but I mean, you're talking about just engagement at that point and having uh, meaningful engagement with individuals that you'd like to recruit. Then you've got Google on the other side that, I mean, they're doing more of the high power data AI types of things and distribution. So, I mean, th- you could use those together in a very smart way. Well, it's definitely going to be an ongoing story. And fortunately for our listeners, they'll be kept up to date because we'll be covering it. That's right. Chad, have a good weekend, man. Let's drop the mic and get out of here. You got it. We're out. This has been the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single show. And check out our sponsors because they make it all possible. For more, visit HireDaily.com. Oh, and you're welcome. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.